Happy 200 episodes, Tarantula. Happy 200 episodes, Asterios. Wow, how excited are you? I'm pretty goddamn excited. Welcome everybody to the Loudest Podcast. Loudest Podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Asterios Kovados. With us, as always, is Tarantula. Hello, everybody. Today, we got a good one for you today. Guess what we're finally doing, guys? We're finally fucking listening to Nathfield. The whole thing. The one with not Nathan's voice acting. I've heard Nathan is not in it. I know very little about the podcast. I just Googled it for the first time. And I've already discovered a couple of things I like. Do you want to just get right into it? Yes, please, please, please. We've been talking about the Nathfield podcast for months now. We've also promised that we would cover it for months. Remember that one episode where we were like, we promise we will listen to Nathfield next week. Leave us voicemails about Nathfield because we will definitely be talking about Nathfield. Yeah, this sh- and then we didn't do it for six weeks. This podcast kind of sucks. <laughs> this po- look, this podcast doesn't suck. Our memory sucks. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, well, because the thing is, we... Okay, look, let's peel back the curtain a little. It's a 200th episode. We could do a curtain peel. When we get excited about something, we kind of can't wait to talk about it. Like, this episode was almost completely about King Cobra, and also almost completely about... A Zeus network fight between the girls from Baddies East and the Jocelyn's Cabaret dancers. And not just the dancers fighting. It's like an intervention takes place while they're all drunk in a limousine barreling down the 405. It's the healthiest place I could could think of to do an intervention. (laughs) Like, oh. You the, every episode of Intervention I've seen, they've definitely slapped in the person's face and said, "You get too fucked up." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, for people who aren't uh, fifteen dollar members, Rancho's doing this weird kind of clapping. So, ladies and gents, when you have fake nails, like very long fake nails, you don't want to clap normal because your fake nails might touch each other and break off. So you got to go like this. You got to kind of flex your palms and clap. Yeah you, yeah, you have to, like, make your hands into, like, little little ramps. You have to be like, you are drinking too much, and it's bothering me. Like a toddler. Like a toddler still figuring out how hands work. Just smash the meat of your hand palms together. And you can see, and this is a perfect example of why we haven't done Nathfield. We could have just, if I wasn't stopping us right now, this entire thing would be about this Jocelyn's Cabaret fight. God, I cannot fucking way to talk about King Cobra. I think he's so great. I tried to dress goth, not goth. I tried to do my makeup goth for this episode. It didn't work, so I just gave up halfway through. I think you look pretty goth. Thank you. Like, uh, okay, so for people who don't know, th- look, this is why I think it's pretty exciting. We finally found a locale that we can both enjoy equally. I know. I'm so excited to enjoy this dude with you. He's so funny. Yeah. Okay, for people who don't know, There's this guy named King Cobra. He's been streaming for years. I know about him because I go on the Drunken Peasants podcast. And, like, I'm sure King Cobra's been on Drunken Peasants. And also, like, he's, he, like, they love talking about him. And then just Rancho the other day is like, have you ever heard of this guy named King Cobra? And I was like, this is maybe the only time you've said, have you ever heard of an internet guy? And I have heard of them. Yeah, no, King Cobra I find absolutely fascinating. I love watching all of his videos. He would get very upset at me for calling myself a fan and then making fun of him. But I do find him fascinating. Uh, <laughs> please nobody tell him that. I hope I, I, I'm thinking about setting him a gigantic care package with like a gallon of alcohol to see if he could drink it all in the stream. He definitely will. And again, you see, this is the, 
We're getting the, we're getting sirened away. Of course, the third thing that we would talk about, but we're not going to talk about, it, is the fact that we went on a cruise. Oh yeah, that's right. We have to make fun of that too. That was so. Oh my god, it was so much fun. I've never been on a cruise in my life. Look, my whole life, I've wanted to go on cruises. My family goes on them, but every time I was working at a job, like I couldn't take a day off or I couldn't take a week off. Like a TV show. It's like, yeah, we're not going to stop making the TV show because you want to go on a cruise with your grandma, Asterios. But I've always thought to myself, like, it's just a mall, right? It's a floating mall with a buffet and a casino and a zip line and water slides and a pool. And then I went on it. And it was exactly as good as I thought it would be. Oh, my God, yes. It was everything I wanted and more. Boom cruise. Boomers, as far as the eye can see. Ideal time to go on the cruise. Middle of uh, or early May. Kids are still in school. Getting ready to graduate. Some dumb bullshit. Just us and so many boomers. It was so nice. Because all the kids are in school. The, all the hot tubs were open. Like you could, you could go straight to the buffet. Like I didn't have to get like the weird picked over chicken fingers. I could get like the chicken fingers that are like right on top that are, like have like soaked up so much of that heat lamp goodness. Uh, oh, well, the, we, the boat went to a beach, and then you get off at the beach, and there's just vat after vat of French fries. Did you see all the French fries on Coco K? Oh my God, Coco K was fucking ridiculous. Let me tell you, if you are a bird. I, I imagine when you're a bird, that's the bird version of Nirvana is yes. get, being reborn on Coco Cay because there are French fries fucking everywhere on the ground. <laughs> yeah, and look, and normally I'm in a situation where I'm trying to like guard my French fries. Like I don't want any of them to touch the ground or to fall in the bag or, but it's just like the nice thing about a real Caribbean Coco Cay day is that like, you can just keep eating French fries. You don't need a special pass. You don't need to flash them like a wristband. It's just, and then the thing is, if the line for the French fries is too long in one part of the tent, there's three other parts of the tent with three other French fry vats. Yeah, oh, it's great. No matter where you are on the boat, you're like 10 feet away from as much fried food as you could shove down your gullet. At two in the morning, you can go downstairs on this boat and there's just unlimited pizza for the drunks. Uh -huh. And, oh, the other thing is, at two in the morning, the little coffee shop is open where you can just go and get unlimited Starbucks Frappuccinos. I hadn't had a Frappuccino in years because it's like, well, I'm not a kid. I'm not going to drink a Starbucks milkshake, but I, I am a kid on the cruise. Oh, but let me tell you, it does cut through that hangover, doesn't it? It's the perfect thing to cut through my like sleep apnea and exhaustion after overeating and also general seasickness. Like the It's like a, a healing item at an inn or something. Like It just makes you feel perfect. Really? Yeah, you know, my version of that is throwing up i don't know yeah. i feel like that's the closest we can get to a religious experience these days is vomiting throwing up yeah making yourself throw up not to get all the to get all the booze out of your out of your tummy i mean yeah you ever just throw up i mean you can't it was supposed to be shitting but now everybody has their phone when they shit so nobody contemplates anything oh. you gotta really like contemplate life you are closest to nirvana and true like uh cutting out all of the world when you are vomiting and let me tell you fucking god help you if you are using your cell phone while you're vomiting you are out of god's light <laughs> If you are managing to be on the internet and throw up at the same time. You know, in our relationship, look, would it be fair to say that you've thrown up many times in our relationship? I have a very weak constitution. Yes, I will come to that. I throw up a lot. Okay, look, I, look, I, I just don't want to put you on blast. But, you know, early in the relationship, I'm trying to hold her hair. I'm trying to get her Alka-Seltzer. I'm trying to keep her company. 
But yeah, but as the years go by, like what I've realized is like she really just wants to be left alone with that toilet. Yeah, you just gotta hug the bowl, let it out, and man, man, don't you get that way? Don't like you have a bad stomachache, your stomach's like, no, we're done, and then you get it out, and you're like, finally, I could be at peace. That, like you could finally accept death. That has happened to me actually. Now that I think about <laughs> it, what is it about the post throw up where you're like, I can eat again, like, or I can drink again, like something about puking? It's like a little reset button for your night it is it feels like your stomach's totally empty and it's ready for more problems this is not a bit listeners we're not trying to do a bit where we keep saying things and get distracted oh shit yeah right no nathfield well king cobra okay listen we will watch some king cobra videos if there's time We've got to listen to the Nathfield podcast. All right, Fuck so, yeah, dude. Okay, Nathfield, dude. Uh, okay, actually, I'm not. Okay, I, I promise this is not a bit. One more thing, though. Okay. Just because this will be quick. Okay, so we watched that episode of Bluey last episode. Yeah. With the, the episode of Bluey about, like, exercise. I'm reading on CNN all of a sudden. They edited out that scene from Bluey where the parents are like, oh, no, I've gained too much weight. Due to body shaming and fat shaming complaints. The one episode of Bluey we watched got canceled. How about they edit out that sick scene where they're all taking a family shit together? That's exactly the scene they cut out. They cut out the scene where they're all in the bathroom together. But not because those dogs are all shitting in front of each other. Because, and remember this, remember this? I even said to to the listeners, they presented in a way... Where it's it, it didn't feel like fat shaming. It just felt like the parents were kind of unhappy and thought they might be happier if they were healthier. Exactly. That's why you can't cater to these people. They won't be happy unless they literally got in the scale, looked down and said, wow, I don't feel my best. I don't feel as energetic as I could be. I mean, that's a... I don't even think they say the word weight. Because the the episode of Bluey ends with them going to the doctor. Like, the whole thing is like... And remember, the doctor's like, your blood pressure's all right, your cholesterol's all right, way to go. Like, they don't mention weight at all in this thing. They just allude to weight. This is what I'm saying. Like, Westerners, we are weak baby bitches when it comes to fat shaming. You all would not last 10 seconds on Xiaohongshu. You know what You know what life is like as a Chinese 23-year-old office worker? What's Xiaohongshu? Is that, is that a town? It's a... Uh, inst- it's... China's response to Instagram, it's a- The red app. You've told us about the Uh red- Okay, the red app. It's the red app. You call the red app by its official Chinese name? Now I do. You don't call me Moontong Zhou Yen. I've started scrolling through with the sound on, and at the end of every video, I found out it says, Zhao Hongshu. Oh, that's nice. So that's kind of like their like response to TikTok's like- Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right, well, listen. Again, we are getting distracted- Nathfield. I googled Nathfield podcast, and I even like the copy for the Nathfield podcast. I'm going to pull it up right now. Oh, good. There's copy. I hope Nathan wrote it. I mean, Karen. I mean, oh, fuck. Pastel Hider. I I don't remember who's who anymore. (laughs) Okay. First off, it's not called the Nathfield podcast. It's called the Nathfield. The name of the Nathfield podcast is the Nathfield. Hell yeah, brother. Which He's not the Garfield. (laughs) Or Nathan doesn't call himself the Nathan, unless he does. I've been a little bit out of touch lately. Well, this isn't Garfield. This is an original character, Donut Steel. So how dare you? (laughs) Okay, it's not. All right. Okay, so the copy here reads, 
The Nathfield all-new podcast, adult comedy podcast show in Prince's animated series in the works for 2023 is presented by EG's. Oh, fuck yeah, EG's. It's been so long since I thought about EG's. <laughs> World's first official app for licensed products for fans in the new year. Millions of fans will confidently shop for merchandise from their favorite studio, movie, cartoon, or brand with advanced voice recognition by using your voice to allow you to curate your licensed product or licensed territories geolocated. Just say Garfield. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> That's how you know a sentence is really good is when it has more than 50 words in it. <laughs> but, but, okay, are you missing the fact that Garfield's in this even though it's Nathfield? It's supposed to be Nathfield. It's the whole point of Nathfield is that he's not Garfield. Why are we talking about EGs? <laughs> Just say Garfield. You got it. Customers will no longer have to shop. <laughs> will have to drive to stores. Uh, or even wade through the fake Batman t-shirts. What is he? Why is he? This is the Nathfield podcast, not the EG's podcast, right? I'm so fucking sick of hearing about EG's. Oh, my God. I feel like Yara in the tell-all of the most recent, like, oh, my God, I want no more Big Ed. No, I'm sick of hearing about it. No more EG's. Okay. Well, What is this episode? Play the episode. Is it about EG's? I don't. I don't, I don't know. It's eight minutes long. This is a, episode two of the Nathfield podcast. It's called Iggy's Presents the Nathfield. Okay, looks like there's three episodes. Okay, here we go. There's three episodes. Enter Gage Pictures is the studio producing Nathfield. Okay, well, no pictures, but all right. Oh, God, I didn't it's, even think of that. Yeah, uh, Enter Gage Audios, but okay. Yeah, okay. There, there's a little more copy here. The world is a cat catastrophe, and Nathfield in an orange suit will clean it up in his new podcast show and new animated adult comedy series coming soon. It's not coming soon. It's never coming. It costs money to make a cartoon. Wait, what? There's going to be more Garfield Eats than Starbucks's. Because there's not. Also, this is in development. They just don't have funding yet. <laughs> I'm, but I mean, clearly they've cut a deal with Enter Gage Pictures. You think Enter Gage would give them money to make a sizzle or a pilot or something? Overflowing with sub bucks or whatever <laughs> the native currency of Mr. Sub is. All right. Okay. So let's listen to the teaser first. How was the teaser first? Uh, it's 18 seconds long. Sure. All right. I will ruin you on Reddit, and I'll make it my nine-to-five job with a lunch break. I gotta finish my KFC bucket. And that's that's the character that that guy never got paid for designing, correct? Yeah, that's Bill the Pig, right? Yeah, Bill the Internet Troll Pig. B Bill the Internet Troll Pig, okay. Is this a good teaser or a bad teaser? My instinct is to say it's a bad teaser because... Nathan made it, but I, I, that, I, I kind of like that voice actor. I like that guy. Yeah, this is good. You can tell that wasn't the first take. Yeah, did you, wait, do you not like that voice actor? No, I think it's really, really good, and I want to hear more of it. I think it's a 10 out of 10 trailer. I like how short it was, especially. Okay, I like how short it was. 
I don't like how it didn't tell me anything about Nathfield, and it also didn't star Nathfield. God, I want to hear Nathfield's voice. Okay, okay well, here, let's listen to episode one, Evil versus Angel. Oh, okay. Greed for life, oh, for money, for love, for knowledge. That is our world today. Everyone wants something. <laughs> I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. Okay, I'm going to pause it here. Okay, look, I understand that they're trying to establish that the character is gross. Having him eat and snort directly in my ears like this is like, it's not pleasant. It's very unpleasant. How fucking dare you accuse Nathan of not thinking about the audio experience of the listener when designing this podcast? It's almost like he has no idea what he's doing. It took more work to put snorting and chomping noises in. You put in more work to make the show worse. I mean, counterpoint, when there's not snorting noises, he has to pay for a voice actor. I guess that's true. You can loop those snorts. <laughs> that's true. You could download it for free and then loop the snorting and the crunching and then fewer voice actors get stiffed. Okay, no, that's all right. Look, if this guy could make an entire show out of snorting and crunching, he would. Nathiel trying to play God. You'll see what happens to cats like that. <laughs> and let me give you a little inside information about God. God likes to watch. He's a joker. Think about it. We're here for his own amusement. His own cosmic gag reel. Look, but don't touch. Touch, but don't taste. And while you're jumping, what okay, is I'm he doing? Pause again He's laughing. <laughs> okay, this is clearly about how God made Nathan gay and want boys but God is also saying you're not allowed. Oh to, my God, it is I mean, about how Nathan's gay one, boys. Okay, I'm just glad we're picking up the subtext here. Oh, that's absolutely what it's about. You can tell he totally wrote this, too. Yeah. Worship Allah, they call him. Never! I think Allah choked me. Okay, first off, I also like very specifically that they're talking about Allah. Yeah, I was going to say, I do like that Bill Kramer has accepted Allah as his one savior. Yes, I like that. I don't know why I like that, but I do. Well, I mean, it would, wouldn't would it make sense that like a pig would be the natural enemy of Allah? Doesn't, don't Allah and pigs not mix? Yeah, that's true. Okay, so that's good. We're about a minute and a half into this show, and it's like, how... If, the, if it wasn't explained to you what this was before, <laughs> how, what the fuck would you think was happening here? Um, the pig uh-huh. is angry at God, yeah. and he's going to fight God, which might actually happen, I guess, if Na- the Nathfield is analogous to Jesus. Is the Nathfield Jesus? I don't know. Let's find out. All right. <laughs> Somebody offends me on a podcast. I cut out his internet and tongue. Like Asians, I'll eat the tongue. (laughs) I have neither the time nor the inclination to explain myself to worshippers, especially a god Uh, wannabe. Rancher, you raised your hand. I'm sorry, did he just say, like Asians, I'll eat the tongue? You know what? I was so hyper focused on audio levels. (laughs) This is, and this is why maybe we should get an engineer to sit in with us. I could. Did he say that? You want me to rewind it? Yeah, I think I think you did. I think it did. Somebody offends me on a podcast. I cut out his internet and tongue. Like Asians, I'll eat the tongue. <laughs> no, yeah, that's okay. Just just wanted to just wanted to make sure. That's not one of our things. 
I look, if you want, I can give you a big list of like stereotypes and slurs about Asians. Dude, that's not one of our things. Yeah, now that I think about it, that, I think that's like a Caribbean thing, isn't it? Maybe. I think my mom ate tongue and she's from uh, the Trinidad. Maybe it is a crip. It's not an Asian thing. No, Asians eat innards, but they don't eat tongue. At least I don't think so. Well, the Scots eat tripe, right? Which is innards. Tripes is innards, yeah, but so do like a lot of Asian countries. We do? Yeah. We eat innards? Yeah, every time you go to uh, Yukaku, you can order innards for grilling. I don't want to, though. Chicken hearts. Do- oh, that that's you. that's innards? The heart? I mean, yeah, it is a, it is a organ, but yes, you can also get innards. I like it's small intestines. Okay. There's a lot. I, oh, you know what? Maybe Nathan's right. Because if you eat the innards, isn't the tongue innards? Fuck you, Nathan. I apologize, Nathan, for accusing you of being racist. Nathan, that's fucking racist. Don't say shit like that. I have neither the time nor the inclination to explain myself to worshippers, especially a god wannabe, Nathfield, who rises, sleeps, and eats cheese all day. Nathfield is a god. This is the first thing we've learned in this show. Nathfield is a god wannabe. You're right. Maybe Nathfield is Jesus. I was going to say, that sounds like Jesus, because Jesus was God's son on earth, and many people believed he was just a schizophrenic dude. Yeah, he's like God Jr. You yeah. know, like like King Koopa Jr. Right, exactly. But then he's like, I'm also God, so you got to respect me. Well, he is part of the Holy Trinity. It's like, but then look, the Holy Spirit is also God. And it's like, okay, Holy Spirit, calm down. Well, I don't know. We're applying Christian logic to a world where Allah is clearly the supreme being. So maybe Nathfield does deserve to get shown for this, actually. I don't think they're too cool with people pretending to be Allah. Wouldn't Pig Bill be cool with Nathfield pretending to be Allah? Because it seems like Pig Bill doesn't like... It seems like Pig Bill wants sacrilege. I don't know. Maybe perhaps he does uh, accept the divine power of Allah into his heart eventually. Okay. All right. Well, right. let's let's keep going. Ugh! Revolting! Yuck! <laughs> Introducing a little anarchy. Upset the Muslim or Jewish order, and everything becomes a pandemonium. I'm glad he added. I'm glad he said Muslim <laughs> or Jewish order. Yeah. No. I get the sense that was a last minute edit. He's like, I better put Muslim in here. Or uh, even I know that it doesn't sound good to talk about, quote, the Jewish order on my podcast. (laughs) I'm an agent of pandemonium. (laughs) Who said that? No one ever calls me that. Stepmommy, is that you, bitch? Your problem, Billy, is that you've spent your whole life thinking there are rules. <laughs> there aren't. You are free. You just always take the free will to choose the dirtiest choices. What? <laughs> Nathfield pisses me off, too, always fixing his hair. But he is our sole savior and warrior with catitude in today's digital war on Earth. <laughs> All right. So the war is digital. It's a digital war here on Earth. Digital war here on Earth. As opposed to a digital war in heaven. In the afterlife. In the eternal reward. A Twitter war in hell. 
Yes. Or is exactly as a, canceled in hell. As opposed to the Twitter war in the great book. <laughs> as opposed to the Twitter war in the Old Testament. So, okay. So, cl- look. Clearly, Gabby the Angel has shown up. If you didn't know that, you'd be twice as confused right now. <laughs> yeah, man, this isn't it. Hi, welcome to the Loudest Podcast. If this isn't your first episode, maybe this isn't a good one to start on. <laughs> but uh, Gabby the Angel also doesn't like Nathfield. Well, Nathfield's always fixing his hair. Right. But Nathfield seems to be more powerful than Gabby the Angel, who... Uh, Im- is implied to have divine powers. Well, I mean, I've seen the picture. There's wings there. That, that angel's got wings. Oh, man, I can't wait to learn specifically what Nathfield's powers are, Nathfield's powers are, how they work. I'm sure this will be addressed. No one can save us but Nathfield, the prince of Nazareth. And only I, Angel Gabby, will guide him through this catastrophe. Yeah, baby. The only catastrophe is that my cat's dead. So instead, maybe I'll play with your Nathfield's pussy. <laughs> now, get lost, Tinkerbell, I'm before sorry. I flick you off. Sorry you had to hear that, listeners. I'm a Tinkerbell. Get it? You pig. Your brain cells are full of cheap, molson dry. You can't even get it. Oh, I get it, baby. I get a lot of it. Once I stole the wheelchair of my social worker. Guess who came crawling back to me asking for a ride? <laughs> I'm sexy and I know it. I can't wait for Nathfield to wipe out all of you trolls with an extra, extra Clorox. But with fairy lavender. Mm-hmm. As long as he buys the Clorox. <laughs> this reminds me of that guy <laughs> that made Temple OS. <laughs> I don't know much about Temple OS. I'm not going to like come out here and be like, I'm an expert in it. But that OS made sense to the guy. You know what I mean? Exactly. And he spent a lot of time and effort on that thing. But it don't make sense to us on the... Extra, extra chlor... Nashfield's going to use magic to wipe out the trolls? Magic bleach to wipe out the trolls with... Lavender scent. Yeah. No, it's funny, listener. It's really funny. This is like the key, like the key, the the headline on your notebook of a personality disorder is somebody you talk to them and they legit think like everybody else is crazy. Like they produce shit like this and show it to people and everybody with two brain cells to rub together is like, this makes no logical sense. There's no structure here. Like sentences don't follow one another like this conversation just more seems like people randomly generating words than saying things at one another and he's like you're stupid you don't get it why can't you listen yes and he thinks you're the idiot for not understanding the genius of Nathfield and for not giving Nathfield a show on Adult Swim or Comedy Central right now exactly yeah, listener, you ever talk to somebody who just like who is convinced that every other person in the way it's not them, it's every other person who hears their shit. Okay, look, some of this works. Jason Bob Strikes Back was a movie about how Kevin Smith didn't like internet trolls talking shit about him online. So we made a movie about it. If you made like a podcast like making fun of internet trolls and you're like Nathfield's cool and the trolls are lame, like I, okay, all right. 
What's with all what's with all this God talk shit? <laughs> can you just re- it's like you can remove this entire layer of God and Allah and quote the Jews and like and the Chinese. It's just like you could simplify this whole thing. Now get the fuck out, Tinkerbell. I got some fear to spread on Reddit. The one king of the world sees everything, even your dirty online escapades. Oh, now don't be kinky. Kinky? Maybe. Perverted? Now that's your middle name, and every entity of the heavens and hell know it. Actually, it's my stepmom's middle name. Sometimes I think she created Tinder, kept it in the drawer, died, and then a Jew occupied the house. Found it, jacked off on it, and made it. (laughs) No, he didn't just say that. Did he say, and that you occupied the house? I'm going to rewind it. I don't think he said you, Stereos. Okay, let's just, I'm benefit of the doubt. Okay, I'm I am listening. My ears are tuned in. I am ready and my mind is open to hear the why sound. Three. Here we go. Two. One. Actually, it's my stepmom's middle name. Sometimes I think she created Tinder, kept it in the drawer, died, and then the Jew occupied the house. Found it, jacked off on it, and made it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now that was good. <laughs> okay, you're just trying to Is it did he say? Did he say it? Yeah, he's he's just trying to be offensive. So he did say it. I think he did. Yeah. This it's just you. What are you? I know he made that video with the guy from the "I Want to Be the Next SNL Cast Member" thing. He's so mad about that. Still, uh, did he start getting anti-Semitic because that guy got famous? I. That's when I started noticing it. Yes, oh that's my when God. I started noticing. But it's like, look, that the, if you making a bunch of jokes about our friends in the Jewish community. When there's a Jewish-American actor who's also then going to make jokes about you as a Muslim, it's like, okay, we're doing a little back and forth thing. You can't just... Nathan, you you can't just make jokes about the Jews on the podcast. Like, you're not Jewish, which I assume you're happy about. Uh, Yeah, he sounds pretty damn happy about it, according to God, Nathan. Man, you could have, you should have stayed in touch with Jake Novak. It's not anybody's fault of your own. It's fine. You could get famous. You'll have more famous friends. It's all right. We miss all of the shots we don't take. All right. He seriously posts this shit and then is like, how dare you call me anti-Semitic? No, I, I know. All right, look, we're almost at the end of this first episode. Let's let's barrel through it. Man, could you imagine how hard his f- tits would flip if somebody at like a business meeting brought this up? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> so, like, hey, I heard your anti-Semitic podcast where a guy snorts into a microphone a bunch. Yeah, I thought it was not cool, and I would therefore not like to invite you to my next business dinner. Cataclysm, world over. <laughs> well, I mean, if there's, look, if there's one thing people like, it's being internet martyrs. Like, that's that's what he's looking for. Oh, wait, okay, but also just one more thing. Nathfield of Nazareth? It's Jesus of Nazareth. Okay, so Nathfield, Jesus confirmed. Right, but Allah. Talking about Allah. I know they're both Abrahamic faiths, but, like, there's no... I, I believe that the Muslims think that Jesus is an important prophet, but not, like, the son of God, right? I don't know. Uh, maybe... Jesus, maybe Jesus is like a cross. Maybe Nath, the Nathfield is perhaps not analogous to a figure, 
but brings all of us together. Perhaps the Nathfield is a figure that we could all look to in our times of need, no matter our religious persuasion, except if we're Jewish. No, I get it. You know what? Actually, you're right. It's really good marketing because he's going for the broadest possible audience. Exactly. If there's one thing that plays well internationally, it's anti-Semitism. Good will of mind. <laughs> Racial slurs have no place in heaven, you stinking pig. You are a waste of space on Earth, created by our one king of the worlds. We are the world. We are the children. We are oh, the please. Save it so when you're getting diarrhea. I'm only here to warn you. Stop trolling the good and stop being bad or else the cat in the orange suit will cut your internet forever. And that's just for starters. I got backup internet, Tooth Fairy. I'm so smart. You know why? Shut up, pig. Because I eat a lot of smarties. <laughs> Life is not Reddit, Mr. Kramer. Life is precious. And we must lean on each other to make it livable before Judgment Day. Running your mouth like desperate housewives of Beverly Hills Online, shattering people's lives. Okay, that desperate housewives of better, real housewives of Beverly Hills, or <laughs> desperate housewives, the ABC show. But also, wow, I did not expect it to get this preachy this fast it's we're not even finished with the first episode also where is nathfield okay look should we just skip to episode two yeah let's just skip that all right episode two is called super cat nathfield the the description reads a superhero cat chosen by fate to embark on a journey to clean the world from cat catastrophe okay let's hear it sounds legit hmm yeah what a glorious morning. Makes me hard. I want to punch now. Oh, my food. God. Go away, Temptation. Go away. Not today. Today is the day closer to opening Nathfield Eats. Work, work, work. But first, I got to do my hair. Nathfield semen retention confirmed. <laughs> Nathfield no nut November. No nut forever <laughs> confirmed. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who is the most gorgeous of them all? You are. <laughs> Time for my chisel cheesy breakfast made of cheese. Cats don't like cheese. Mice like cheese. Good. Even the Nathfield likes Scooby-Doo Eats. He exclusively eats Scooby-Doo Eats because I think at this point in time, Garfield Eats is defunct. Well, don't forget, Nathfield is trying to open up Nathfield Eats, which I do assume serves pizza. Which does have cheese on. If Nathfield was like, I'm going to eat my favorite breakfast food, pizza, I would get that. Cats don't. Look, I'm not saying a cat's not going to eat cheese. Cats and cheese aren't linked. He has to practice. How else will he get practice of his big cow lasagna recipe? Okay. Even if he said I was going to have lasagna for breakfast, that would make more sense. Also, you notice that the first thing he talks about is temptation. Now he has to fight how he has to fight temptation. And how his dick is hard. This is. <laughs> Nathfield, Nathan Masri is working out his like sexual hangups and frustrations. Gabby the Vangel is going to come down and be like, Nathfield, is today the day you fight crime or do you fall into temptation and have sex with a dude? <laughs> have sex with a hot, sexy dude with rippling muscles like Superman's sexy gay kid. I guess this is a more constructive way to explore your sexuality than freaking out at people on Instagram. Well, I believe he does both. Great. 
Greetings, Nathfield. I come bearing important news from the one king of the worlds of Mulk Universe. Are you the angel of death? Is my time up already? I've barely started my fast food chain, Nathfield Eats. Fuck your cheesy fast food chain and listen to me. I said it is important news from the one king of the worlds. Get it? Or is there too much hair paste in your brain? Yeah, I mean, How okay. dare you? I Look, I get that it's a good way to establish that the character is like vain by having them talk about their hair. That's what they did to Uncle Jesse on Full House. This is an audio podcast. <laughs> like, you can't make 18 minutes of jokes about the character's hair. I really want... Why won't Gabby the Angel say Allah? Has Gabby the Angel not accepted Allah? Well... Call now <laughs> and vote. Did you hear that Gabby the Angel was talking about, like, the one true kingdom of heaven of the monks? Did you hear that thing about monks? Of um, a mock. It's remember, wasn't he? Wasn't he used to always post about some like crazy hotep esque thing that like a mock atop? I, I don't know. I don't remember enough about it. But like, it's the fictitious god or something. It's okay. some kind of nebulous force in the universe. I remember him posting a uh, psychobabble about it on Instagram. There's a god. Okay. I don't know. So the only way anyone could know what this show is talking about is if they also follow this person's Instagram. And not even then, apparently, because I sort of know what he's talking about. All right. Let's let's keep it. I kind of like this. It's like a big, long hike through someone's crazy mind. Inshallah, he will explain what he's talking about. How dare you? <laughs> you sound like Andrew Tate now. And you sound like the scammy little green child Greta. The time has come for a hero to rise up and... You see that it's like a... Political. He's like Jay Leno where it's like he beats up the right and the left. Yeah, very, very... Nathfield gives it to both of us. Yeah. just straight. (laughs) Yeah, Nathfield's a real straight shooter. He's a reasonable centrist. (laughs) The time has come for a hero to rise up and save the world from corruption. And that hero is you, Nathfield. Oh, yeah, great. Because being a superhero is what every cat dreams of. How about you go find a real hero, like like a Scooby-Doo or something? Nathfield, this is not a joke. The fate of the world and the afterlife rests on your shoulders. I'd rather have dandruff resting on my shoulders than this corrupt world. Exactly, Nathfield. <laughs> Corrupt indeed. It is you who has been chosen by the divine to be the protector of all humanity. You have been gifted with extraordinary powers and abilities possessed within your orange suit. Okay, why wasn't this episode one? It seems like they're establishing everything here. Nathfield is in it. Nathfield has been given a quest. First refusal of the quest. Like, shouldn't this have been episode one? Yeah, right? We're starting the hero's journey, and I, for one, am very excited. I would rather have dandruff resting on my shoulders than the fate of this corrupt world. 
I like how Nathfield is also is already like, I've seen the city's true face, the blood and crime that runs through the gutter. Like, I like how Nathfield is already like, the world is an irredeemable nightmare. <laughs> I have terrible things that have happened to me, Gabby. My landlord locked me out of my restaurant. <laughs> for the for the crime of not paying rent. He didn't respond to my Twitter DMs, Gabby. My orange suit. And it is your mission to use them to defeat the forces of evil and bring happiness to the world and remind people of the seven heavens and the luxury of afterlife from their good deeds. Nathfield, remind people how to do good. Remind people how to save a life, how to give, how to pray to their creator, how to stop spreading Hollywood indoctrinated sinful acts. What? <laughs> Hollywood indoctrinated <laughs> sinful acts? Like gay. Yeah, I guess like gay, right? <laughs> Stop making movies and TV show about gay. About <laughs> gay, because it's making Nathan gay. It's making his dick hard. Please think of Nathan and his fucking journey to the afterlife. He's just trying to watch Netflix, okay? And stop seeing all these hot shirtless twigs on MTV's Teen Wolf. Also, why is Gabby making the suit magic? Why not make... Nathfield magic. I'll be real with you, Chief. It seems like Gabby doesn't really have any power here. I think she seems to have a directive that she's not really down with. Like, why not make anyone other than Nathfield the chosen one? All right, look, that was a lost call, and you don't go against the big man. The big man gives you orders. It's like Gabby the Angel is a lost herald on Earth. They're the go-between, the middleman. Like, you know, they're, they're just, you know, they're, they're the messenger boy. Exactly, the messenger them. Yeah, but the... Why make the suit magic? Because then, a la the Santa Claus, if someone got Nathfield's magic suit, they could get everything and make the world even gayer. Perhaps we have our big gay conflict. Hmm. People need reprogramming. <sighs> this is not At a camp. War. Perhaps. This is a war of the zombies. A gay this camp. Soul-searching war. Very profound. And I could not agree with you more, Ghostbuster. But a Ghostbuster wouldn't be a ghost. Dude, so, okay. They're doing the trope where Nathfield's been visited by something magic and like, I don't believe it. But you would call Gabby Slimer from the Ghostbusters. Nathfield. You know what I'm saying? Nathfield's references are so fucked up. Yeah, Desperate Housewives of Beverly Hills. That sounds like a fucking Wheel of Fortune puzzle. But this, it does sound like a Wheel of Fortune puzzle. <laughs> I agree with you. The corruption of this world is vast and deeply ingrained in the fabric of society. At the heart of this corruption are the elites. What the fuck is my listening to? This is the most QAnon bullshit. I feel like I'm listening. We're off on the reptile talk. This is Infowars. This is just Infowars. 
starts with a cat. It's cat for war. It's not for wars. I like how Angel Gabby came down and was like, Nathfield, you have to save the world. He was like, no, this world is too corrupt. And Gabby was like, Nathfield, please. And he was like, well, okay, lizard people. <laughs> well, we do know who runs the world. Okay. Those who hold power and influence and who use it to enrich themselves at the expense of the common people. These elites are driven by greed and a lust for power, and they will stop at nothing to maintain their hold on society. They use their wealth and connections to buy politicians, to sway public opinion, and to manipulate the media in their favor. Okay. You can just say Rupert You Murdoch. can just <laughs> say the Jews. I don't know, I was getting a Rupert Murdoch, George Soros vibe. I think he's just talking about the Jews. I'm going to rewind it one more time. Well, I will give him credit for not saying the word Jew. You know he wants to. He literally said Jew last time. I don't know why he's not saying it this time. Because he's grown. They are the ones who dictate the policies that govern our lives. And they do so not for the benefit of the people, but for their own personal gain. See, I knew you had it in you. Don't interrupt me, Tooth Fairy. How dominating. Hmm. You just ignited my righteous side of the brain and heart. A cause I care deeply about. Hey, who do you think could write a more coherent script? Chris Chan or Nathan? I would say that Chan AI wrote this, but this was released before Chan AI became a thing. No, seriously, I think this is worse than some things Chris Chan has written. Like, early Sonichu at least has a narrative. Like, Nathan's brain, I don't think, should be this melted from this much trolling. No, see, no, you're absolutely right. CWC, because CWC, like, sits down and they have, like, a very clear goal in mind. They're like, a mall cop yelled at me today, and I've got to write about it. My dean yelled at me today, and I've got to write about it. This is all over the place. What the fuck is happening? Yeah, this is real bad. <laughs> But I love it, though. No, I do. It's like a, a fucking orchestra seat to somebody's schizophrenia. The result of this corruption is a society that is deeply divided, with a small, wealthy minority living in luxury while the rest of us struggle to get by. It is a world where the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. Does your dad own a million billion sub-restaurants? What the fuck are you doing? What are you doing here? Fuck you, Nathfield is a starving artist. I, of all the time, I, like, I didn't expect Nashville to go like full on Occupy Wall Street. What the hell is happening? Serious. Getting kicked out of your pizza restaurant changes a man. I guess it does. Complete fucking flip. 180 on the political compass after getting kicked out of his restaurant for not paying rent. And where opportunity is reserved for only a select few. This is not the way it has to be. We can choose to stand up to the elites and demand a better world. One where power is not concentrated in the hands of a few, but is shared by all. Yeah, baby. Preach to the choir. We can choose to demand transparency and accountability from our leaders and to hold them to the highest standards of integrity. This is the worst. <laughs> this, how did it get worse? Why do I now miss a guy grunting in my ear and eating chips and talking about how my people eat tongue? You seemed pretty triggered by Nathan lecturing you. I am very triggered by Nathan lecturing me because it reminds me of me. Really? Yeah, of course it does. It kind of reminds me of like when I, you know, it's like 
when I go on Twitter and I'm like, yeah, here's a, here's a liberal point, and I'll kind of throw a joke in there, but really I'm trying to just make a liberal point here. And I kind of only put the joke in there because it's like I thought it might make the point go down easier, but you know what point I'm trying to make. Yeah, no, see, because I'm watching this. This is so funny to me. I'm like, fuck you, asshole. You seem like in distress. No, it's so boomer. That's It's like a boomer will just come out and tell you their opinion. Yeah, uh-huh. Why do you think someone would want to listen to this? <laughs> and only then can we hope to build a society that is truly fair and just for all. My God, where did this applause come from? My applause is equal to 100 applauses. Don't doubt my power, kitty cat. And Nathfield, do not worry. You will not be alone on this journey. I will be by your side. Together, we will vanquish the darkness and bring hope to the world before our death and return to the Monk universe. The people deserve to know. She said Monk universe. The Monk? No, she said Monk as in NBC Universal's Monk. You know, the obsessive compulsive detective? Yeah, exactly. I think that's what the thing is. They want to make everything more like Monk with Stottlemyre and Sharona and a, and a guy that gets mud on him and he freaks out, but then he sees a clue. And you know, because it is a jungle out there. <laughs> you know what? The, the theme song to Monk and Mayfield have a lot in common. It's a jungle out there. There's poison and confusion everywhere. And no one seems to care. Well, I do. Hey, who's in charge here? And they're both bad, I assume. No, Monkey's good. Oh, it is? Damn. Well, that's the difference then. We do have one problem. Oh, great. Just what I needed. Another thing to add to my already overflowing plate of corruptions. It's a pig. Now, now, Gabby, don't try to sneak a dirty, unhalal pig into a mosque. Are they in a mosque? Are they in a mosque? <laughs> Rancho, I know you vaped before this show, but are they in a mosque? I have been imagining them, this whole thing taking place in Nanfield's bathroom with his cock out. Yes, because of the, because of the <laughs> alarm clock opening. I imagine Nathfield fully erect. Yes. While this he told us he was, and he wanted to jerk off, but instead he has to he has to engage in righteous, wholesome work. I forgot he was fucking hard five minutes ago. Nathfield, you better not live in a mosque. Also, unhalal. Oh, wait, I'm going to pause. Wait, what? Also, unhalal. Do you mean haram, stupid? Well, no. I think he does mean halal, so you can't eat pig because that's pigs aren't halal because they are and something that is not halal is i retract my statement <laughs> there we go you'll be kicked out no silly it is an online troll that looks like a fat ugly pig <laughs> i doubt he will be a problem let's just take it one by one shall we oh and by the way how does my hair look same like before whatever my hair has to be perfect. That's episode two. Oh my god, the next one's twice as long. It is? <laughs> yes. Okay. Oh my god, I'm so pumped. Now this seems like a bit of a mismatch. Allah sent a an angel to imbue 
Natfield, who already seems pretty well off, about to open him a restaurant, perfect hair, has a suit with superpowers. Yes. It seems like they should be able to defeat a pig pretty easily. Can't they just like uh, go like Alakazam, like you send a pig to hell or something? Is there hell in Islam? I don't know. Is there a devil in Islam? I don't I know. I know there's an afterlife, the uh, the paradise of the great beyond. Yeah, but what happens if you don't go to paradise? Is there hell? I don't know. What I do know is this. If you got magic powers, a keyboard warrior pig shouldn't be a prop. Is this pig the source of all the world's ills? I'm saying if Allah is giving Nathfield powers... If there is a devil equivalent, it is probably giving the pig powers, especially since the pig is on Gabby the Angel's radar. You know what I'm saying? No, you're right. Thank you. You're right. You're absolutely right. Kind of like how the devil makes an antichrist. Exactly. Which, by the way, that's really bad branding. Antichrist? Because all you're going to do is think of Christ when you think of the Antichrist. Like, the Antichrist needs their own identity. They should be like Shabadoo or Zip-A-Zap. <laughs> Zip-A-Zap. I would run from Zip-A-Zap. If I made a band called the Anti-Beatles, you're going to be like, the Beatles living pretty rent-free in your head, right? Exactly, idiot. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, but, but Antichrist, get your own thing. Be your own guy. All right, here's episode three. Episode three is called The Mighty Orange Suit. The copy reads... Nathfield's orange suit has divine powers, but what does it even do? Good question! Wow, I sure hope that question is answered succinctly. Can the super suit clean this bitch of a world? Rated R. Relevant. Brought to you by EG Zap, and then just eight paragraphs about the EG Zap and what the EG Zap does. Rated R. Real. <laughs> Look at their royalty-free music choices. I really like it. I like that there's an intro now. Orange suit now has divine powers, eh? And I've never taken it to the dry cleaner. Oh, great. Another monthly cost eating up my cheese budget. He really likes cheese, huh? Again, it's it's just a weird choice. How about this? Lattes. Because we know Nathan is like one of these like frou-frou coffee drinker people. Fruver, you could just say gay, hysteria. Hey, excuse me. Nathan is the kind of guy who spends $14 at a Starbucks. He's fancy. Excuse me, there's three episodes about how he's not gay and he's not going to resist the temptation to fuck a dude. So you can just stop it right there with your assumptions. Anyway. What powers does it have? Oh, oh. I hope it produces applewood cheese. Yum. Where in the heaven is Tinker? Okay, I'm going to so pause did it. it. Did it? That sounded like the sound of a bunch of knives being sharpened, not the sound of a suit making cheese. Perhaps it is. Have you ever seen a really big block wheel of cheese with that thing that you pull down with like the knife that's built into it? It's like a wire. It's like a piano wire you use to cut cheese. What? know about this perhaps i'm perhaps the suit creates i don't know i'm being real generous with this i I should be angrier at nathfield i like how you're going the extra mile to find out what that sound could be i think you're doing the right thing i imagine it's that thing coming down on a slicing board but that was not conveyed at all if the if the suit did create that noise i don't know how it was done and i i'm sure that question will be answered all right how about this Let's both, and I'll go first to give you time. 
Let's both see if we can make a better suit, magic suit cheese production noise. Ready? Boom. Ding. Cheese ready, sir. <laughs> nom nom. Wouldn't <laughs> be. And then it's Nathan's uh, pants fill with diarrhea. I mean, cheese. Well, you mean jizz because Not of the cheese. <laughs> He's so excited cheese. about the cheese that it's jizz. Exactly. I truly don't diarrhea myself with excitement. The diarrhea comes after I eat the, uh, the cheese that my you. magic suit made. Touche. Angel Gabby, I summon you to my bedroom effective immediately. That didn't work. Maybe I should just be more like Prince John from Robin Hood. I'll show you who wears the crown, Angel Gabby. Now get over here. Nope. No sign of fairy dust. Okay, so we got another like big jumble of metaphors mixed up, or what is it? Reference? I don't fucking know. Nathan, I, you're so dumb. I just think it's interesting that Nathan is like going deep on Robin Hood, and is like referencing like Prince John, Friar Tuck, Little John. You know what I mean? It's just like. I kind of like that Nathan Masary devotes mental energy to, like, the secondary Robin Hood characters. Yeah, no, of course I fucking don't know what you mean, because I don't know any Robin Hood character besides Robin Hood, because I'm a normal person. You don't know Maid Marian? I sure don't. You can't name one, you, the Sheriff of Nottingham. I have never seen anything Robin Hood ever, I swear to you. Okay, I believe you. <laughs> I definitely believe you. I don't know. I know he steals from the rich and gives to the poor, and that is literally it. It's pretty cool. He's like a 1,400-year-old. He's like one of our first superheroes. You know what I mean? No. This guy running around, robbing for the rich, giving to the poor. That's pretty cool. He's it's like he's splitting an arrow with another arrow. That's like, you know, superhuman shit he's doing. That's good. Maybe you could introduce, maybe Nathfield can introduce me to this lore. Look, you expect me to go deep on Robin Hood. I you don't. don't ex- I really hope you don't. You actually. don't. I could tell you so much about Robin Hood. <laughs> Please don't. The time that the king went into the forest to like see what was up with this Robin Hood. Okay, so this one time the king. Okay. He's like, all oh, my people keep talking about Robin and how Robin Hood's like a cool guy. So the king's like, I'll, I'm going to dress up kind of like a merchant. So like the king go, like wears, like goes around with like a big sack of gold and he's walking through the woods and he's like, do to do, I'm trying to get robbed. And then Robin Hood's like, ha ha. Gotcha. And he takes the sack of gold. But Robin is like, but don't worry about it. We're going to show you a really cool time tonight. And then, like, Robin Hood takes this merchant out and, like, they go to, like, a big show and there's dancing and there's food and there's feasting. And then Robin Hood and this merchant, they go around with this gold sack and they, like, give it directly to the poor. And the king's like, you're not so bad, Robin Hood, because I'm really the king. And Robin Hood's like, what? You were the king? And he's like, yeah. I'm going to tell the sheriff of Nottingham to chill his fucking britches. Well, damn. That's a good end for everybody. I don't know. If a guy robbed me and then was like, hey, but we're going to go out clubbing tonight, I'd be like, fuck you, dude. No, I've called the cops. Get away. You don't know Robin Hood. Well, first off, it was a honey. He went out to get robbed. Oh, don't I, forget that. Okay, I mean that's true, but it's a it's like it's like a it's a sting operation. I assume Robin Hood did not know that. Robin Hood's a cool guy. You ever see? He wears those cool stockings. Got that jaunty hat. Cool mustache. Maid Marian like wants this guy. All I'm saying is somebody robbed me and then was like, "Yo, can I buy you a drink?" I'd be like, "Are you fucking? You're kidding, right?" <laughs> It was a cool show they went to. Sounds like it. Anyways, let me try that orangey suit. But you just, you just did. 
voila. It is a little heavier now, but I look gorgeous. Maybe it didn't work because you didn't have the suit on. But this metallic shiny orange suit brings out my black eyes. And look at those buttons like sapphire gems. How divine. Fucking finally. It took you long enough to figure it out. Was he not wearing the suit when it produced the cheese? <laughs> no, I assumed that he was sitting in bed with his uh, fully erect, of course. Of course, as is his wand. Just the, imagining the suit making cheese, because then I heard that he was in bed and it was a new day. Right. I, I assume that he, he was thinking about it and he tried to summon Gabby the Thay Angel, but then he was like, oh, fuck, maybe this doesn't work if I put, until I put the suit on. And then he got off his lazy ass and put it on. Now he's giving us a painful description of the clothing because Nathan is like ebony darkness dementia, Raven Way levels of interest in describing his outfits for some reason. At least, but he at least he's doing a thing here where he's like, hey, this is an audio medium. Maybe I should paint people a picture. As opposed to just talking about how they, by the way, I don't think we've established this is a cat person. Have we established this is a cat person? Inshallah, they will establish that he is a cat person. I am no she. I am an angel, which means no gender. Pronoun is they. Got it? No he, no she, no it. Just they. Okay, okay. Shish kebab with cheddar cheese chillax. Second, whenever you rub the third button above your crotch, if you have any. If you have any. Should be if you have one. If you have any, if you have any buttons, if you have one, if you got one, any, shish kebab with cheddar cheese. I think what Gabby was trying to say is if If you you have any balls. Yes, correct. Okay. But I don't know why they said crotch. Like if you rub the button above your balls does sound obscene, but Gabby seems to be in an obscene mood this episode. Yeah. I appear in seconds. Don't ask me how. I failed physics, even if it was explained to me ten times. <laughs> but it doesn't mean I can't do physics on you, kitty cat. How about I'll just rub my largely endowed crotch and you appear? <laughs> what a horny, magical process. Shut up! And don't get all dirty with me like that new perverted Indian Velma. Velma from Scooby-Doo is Indian? I can't get too much into it with you. But since we see Remember all... Remember Velma? I'm going to pause Remember it. HBO Max's Velma? Remember? Look. To be fair, this came out in February when that was a more topical reference. Oh, you're right. You know what? I'm the shithead. But... I don't know how much more of this I can. We've something about that Velma. Look, so all the crotch talk and then the Velma joke 
cross this over from enjoyable to painful to me. I thought Nathan was anti-sex in media. Why is uh, fucking the Nathfield so perverted? He's talking about his cock within like one minute of being introduced. It's the first thing we learn about this character is that they woke up fully erect, but then had to restrain themselves from vigorously masturbating. By the way, to dudes, that's not how it works. We don't wake up horny. We wake up hard because of biological bullshit. Yeah, explain that to me. Does that not how that works? You Wait, so you when you wake up with a boner, you don't wake up horny? We always wake up with a boner. What? That's how it works. You're lying. I swear to God, it's called morning wood. And this is true for every person and not just you. Yes. You're lying. Look it up right now on your phone. I believe it's a thing. I do not believe it's every day. Every day. It's how our biological thing, it's, it's, that's the process. I'm not looking this up. Just look it up real fast. You're sick in the head. All I'm saying is, you don't wake up horny, you just wake up erect. Like, I don't like, the first thing I do, I don't like look down and go like, oh, hell yes, a boner. (laughs) Time to crank, time to crank one out. I'm like, I gotta get coffee and take a shit. That's what. That's how you wake up. You're no, actually. I wake up and I go, no. Oh God, no. Why can't I go back to sleep? Why do I have to engage with the world? I know it's rough. But also, Gabby the Angel is like you're being perverted. But then Gabby the Angel is the one that introduced the crotch talk. And so it's like Gabby the Angel. Which way do you want to play this? Exactly. Like pick a fence. Pick a side of the fence. I don't like it. I'll give you an inside small scoop. According to an excerpt from the Deeds Records book we have here for Mindy Kaling, the nymphomaniac Mindy oh, we're changed still the talking world. about Wait, what the <laughs> fuck is happening? What the fuck? I'm sorry, I thought here I was thinking the Velvet Show was like a one-off thing. I thought it was a quick reference. Yeah. Are we about to go deep on Mindy Kaling? Uh, okay. Okay, apparently Billy Kaling's a sex pervert. You heard it first here. I mean, it's a dirty cartoon. It's on HBO Max. Yeah, that's the whole thing. It's like, it's dirty Scooby-Doo. Who cares? According to an excerpt from the Deeds Records book we have here for Mindy Kaling, the nymphomaniac Mindy changed the classical branding guidelines of the Velma character to brown in her new sexually charged cartoon show derived from a kid's show, Once Upon a Time. She's done other sinful things, but I can't say. (laughs) Sorry. Why can't you say? Okay, first off, clearly Mindy Kaling got clearance to to disregard the branding guidelines because this is an officially licensed Warner Brothers HBO show. So you're fucking telling me, Stereos, yeah. when Mindy Kaling perverts the license, the sacred, pristine license of Scooby-Doo, she gets a million dollars when Nathan goes on Instagram Live and throat fucks his garbage. To get back at Superman's kid, another Warner Brothers character. He loses his license. Explain that, trolls. This is the elites we need to fight against. It's sex perverts. It's it's a dirty car. It's it's dirty Scooby Doo. It's not that big a deal. It wasn't worth spending a minute of your podcast. 
I'll tell you a scoop from straight from Muck Universe. At no point have they established what Muck Universe is. Nathan, they keep saying Muck Universe. Nathan, if you're listening to this, I just want you to take note that I did give you credit for it just being like, wow, that's as terrible as the new Velma show, and then keeping it pushing. Like, you're the one that you did force me to make fun of you for one minute by continuing that. I gave you the benefit of the doubt there. I, thought it, I also thought it was just a quick in and out. It was not. I hope the rest of this episode is about Mindy Kaling. Yeah, me too, actually. Gee, it's like changing McDonald's arch from yellow to green. Oh. Yep. Earth sucks. It's ending soon. Cheer up. Okay, so what else does this suit do, my sweet, sweet they? Ugh, the only thing sweet will be a sugar cane up your ass. Oh, my lord, you angels do come mouthy and dirty. And I love it. Meow. Now shut up and listen. <laughs> you think this You're- is how Nathan dirty talks? Yes, don't you? <laughs> Nathan, the way Nathan dirty talks... Is like <laughs> it's like he played Leisure Suit Larry. <laughs> it was like, got it. This is my whole thing. He probably leans back and does that face that he used to do on the billboards with the Garfield eats. Like, <laughs> can you describe the face? Now you're as bad as Nathfield. Describe the face you're making. Okay, listener, imagine a man. <laughs> Doing a duck face, but simultaneously knowing that he's not, he knows logically he's not supposed to be doing a duck face. He knows what a duck face is and that it's shameful for him to do it. However, he does not know how to appear sexy in a photograph. So he does end up puckering a little bit. It's like half duck face, half blue steel, all disappointing. (laughs) Like a carp, (laughs) like a beautiful carp. Beautiful. (laughs) Beautiful koi carp. Your orange suit was taken by three angels at sunrise, not me, to the seventh heaven and touched by the one king of Moke Universe, sitting on his throne larger than the galaxies. Oh. The suit is not (laughs) blue. I see. That's a very understated, even though it was a very big reaction, that's a very understated reaction to finding out that three angels... (laughs) Not them. <laughs> Took your suit to a guy who's sitting on a throne. I don't know if it's a law. They keep saying like the king of the Mulk universe. Yeah, but before they... he was talking about a law. It was so much easier before. Well, if we know that in the word of law was spoken in episode one, so perhaps there was a new change of creative direction in between that, no, instead of to to be more inclusive, instead of there being a law, it's now just whatever denomination. It's Al-Marak. Mulk? Mulk Marak, I remember. Mulk. 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 When worn, it connects with your soul, which was breathed in by God himself into you at birth. And the more pure your soul is, the more powerful the suit becomes. Making room for more higher energy to flow into your suit, powered by all the seven buttons. That's why one of them can call me. Not anyone can just reach me. Hello? Seven heavens, seven buttons. 
Oh my cheese, seven is my lucky number too. There's nothing called lucky numbers in numerology. It's evil deception created by the Luciferians or the Khazars to keep you distracted and oblivious of the one king of the Monk universe. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> this is like this is like a crazy guy screaming on the street. This is like uh, somebody's. This is all. I wish Nathan would make like a really complicated sci fi board game of this. God, I would play the shit out of a Nathfield board game. Yeah, Nathfield versus the Kazars. Nathfield versus the Galaxy. Have you ever. Now listen, you're an internet weirdo. Yeah. Have you ever heard the word Kazars? I. It's ringing a bell. It is? I believe. Yeah, I, I I feel like I've heard it in the term of like lasers or something. What is that? What is it? I don't know. But apparently Luciferian Kazar magic is what makes lucky numbers evil. Aren't you listening to this? Oh, you think this is a real thing? No, this is Nathan nonsense. Kazar. No, of course I don't know what a fucking Kazar is. And neither does Nathan. Sorry to tell you. I think there's a thing called Kazars. I don't believe it. I'm going to look it up just real fast. Hurry up. The Khazars were a semi-nomadic Turkic people that in the late 6th century established a major commercial empire covering the southeastern section of modern European Russia, south southern Ukraine, Crimea, and Kazakhstan. The Khazars. I knew this was something. Khazars? I'm a... That does not look like how you pronounce that. Okay, I agree. I 100% agree. But this is clear what, this, what Nathan's talking about. This? Yeah, because it's a, it's a Lucifer. He's. Asterios, he's talking about things from hell. These aren't people. I, he's not talking about fucking people. Why would God be fighting the turn? I'm going to rewind it one more time and then we'll keep going. But just listen, I think You're I'm on right. Crack. You have no idea. I think I'm right about this. Okay, go. Oh my cheese, seven is my lucky number too. There's nothing called lucky numbers in numerology. It's evil deception created by the Luciferians or the Khazars to keep you distracted and oblivious of the one king of the Monk universe. That's why I said Pig Bill was a problem, remember? Yes, yes, but tell me what the seven buttons do. Well, now I know one of them is to WhatsApp you. What about the rest? Hurry, I'm ADHD. Hurry, hurry. Oh, my one king. This cat is a handful. Give me patience. I really hate Gabby and how she fucking complains after how everything. How they fucking complain. Wow, I'm so sorry, Gabby. You do not deserve to be misgendered like that. I fucking hate Gabby and how they complain after literally everything anybody fucking says. Is the point to make Gabby more annoying than Nathfield? Because they currently are on the top of my shit list. I completely agree. Nathfield's like, tell me more about the suit. And Gabby's like, oh, brother, I hate this. And it's like, look, you're going to have to explain this suit at some point. You've all, you've already explained what one of the buttons do. Just bang us through the other six buttons so we can start fighting with this pig, right? This is the problem with this episode. It's like, there's been a lot of time on this suit. I would like to see the suit do something other than call the other voice actor that you've hired. That one button blows my trumpet in the skies, and also I can blow into it. 
Wow, so I can make you blow? Oh, I'm sure you're an expert at it, kitty cat. But no, you don't make me do anything. It just blows when you rub your tinky winky, I said. Anyways, the buttons except that one do not need to be rubbed to activate superpowers. The power is stored there and communicated to your soul at all times. Goddamn, this is like a fucking Grand Theft Auto explaining to me how to use the buttons on the controller. Like, is it really necessary to explain to us that Nathfield does not need to rub the buttons <laughs> counterclockwise motion in order to summon Angel Gabby? Like, Christ, can we get to the suit doing something? This is all, it's also like a little kid explaining to you the superhero they just draw. They're like, like, well, this button does this, and this button does that. And, and it's like, I get this is very important to you. I hate what's happening right now. <laughs> this button this button puts the horn in the sky, but, but it's not the angel blowing the horn. A stereo, it's not the angel. The button the button blows the horn, but it's not not the angel blowing the horn. What do you think of uh, Gabby talking about uh, Nathville's Tinky Winky? You uh, want to die? Do you want to you put a gun in your mouth? Yeah. Sorry that we're spending the 200th episode of our podcast actively wanting to die, but this is really bad. Yeah, I was really looking forward to watching some cake over drink combos. Episode 201, baby. 201, baby. Meaning you become this super cat as soon as you wear it. The powers stored in these buttons are extraordinary. And some are the same powers of all the respected prophets throughout history since Adam and Eve. <laughs> May I know what they are? Yeah, okay. <laughs> all right, it seems like you just explained what one of the buttons does twice. It's so funny that, like, Nathan's idea of he's running into the same problems in fiction that he runs into in real life, which is, like, the how. Like... <laughs> <laughs> he knows that he wants there to be this giant epic battle between good and evil, and he knows like the minute details of the suit and how it works, but absolutely nothing in between there. Just like he knows exactly how he's gonna source the ingredients for the pizza, and he knows there's gonna be no more than Starbucks. How is that gonna get done? Question mark. You're right. It's the middle step that he falls. <laughs> how is that gonna get done? I don't know, so I'm gonna keep repeating the first two points. <laughs> How does that get done? I don't know. I'm going to viciously slander Pascal Heider <laughs> for my plan failing. It's so funny. Like, he he's running into the exact same problems in his real life as he is in his fucking narrative structure. I have a quick question before we move on. Do two of the buttons summon Gabby? Because I'm a little... One of the buttons summons Gabby, the one second up from Nathfield's crotch. But then Gabby said that one of the buttons blows the horn yeah. that summons Gabby. I don't know if that summons Gabby. I think it, I was under the impression that the horn did something else. It does? Like I imagined the horn as like calling other angels, but I, this is all me totally speculating. Like there, not, none of this was stated at all. Okay, listen, I think the angel Gabriel like blows a horn to signal the end of the world. So I don't know that we should be giving that power to Nathfield. I would definitely should not. Since Adam and Eve. Oh, my apple wood cheese. This is mind-blowing. You, you can't look up a second cheese. This is the second time. You've said, oh, my cheese. 
Oh, my apple with cheese. And oh, my apple with cheese. What's apple with cheese? I've never heard of apple. Is that I don't know. That, you like cheese. You're a cheese head. I've never heard of apple with cheese in my life. Sometimes me and Rancho, we'd go out. We'd get his little charcuterie boards. I'm like, what kind of cheese is this? She always knows. Yeah, I do. I can like eat a cheese and then identify it, listener. It's pretty fucking nuts. She eats the rind. She's a rind eater. I do. I eat the rind and I've never heard of Applewood cheese, but I've... we should look for it. When we go to the cheese store next, you know the one I'm talking about? Wait a minute. Applewood is a brand of cheese. Oh, fuck my ass. Of course he is. Yeah, you know, it's, it's that like expensive cheese it's like seven dollars a package it's the one that's like all the way and like when you go to the grocery store and like there's a bunch of sliced cheeses it's the it's the really expensive one of course here i was you know what that's my fault for thinking that nathan had like a creative preference or something and not that his brain was just bred rotted out by marketing yeah i've heard of applewood smoked bacon all right look here I was thinking uh-huh. like, oh, that's a that's a fun little quirk that Nathaniel and I, I was literally thinking that like, oh, he's a favorite type of cheese. That's a fun little quirk. No, it's a favorite fucking brand of cheese because of for- fucking course it is. Listen, this is the worst self-insert character ever. Now that I've gone this deep on this, I should probably Google what Applewood yeah. cheese is. <laughs> yeah, do it. This is, but this is the worst OC ever. This is a thousand times worse than Ebony Darkness Dementia Ravenway. She was cool. She fucked hot guys, multiple hot guys. Like, everyone wanted to, like, bang her or they wanted her dead because they were so jealous of how hot she looked. Sonichu has the powers of Sonic and Pikachu. Nathfield has the powers of Garfield and Nathan Masry. Both of which are very shitty power sets. Nathfield has the power to uh, do his hair and maybe talk about and to, to talk to a sassy angel who seems to hate his guts for like no reason. <sighs> All right, let's see if we can learn what these other buttons do. Well, cheese brains, your powers, Mister Nathfield, are as follows: one, unrivaled power to heal the sick. Okay. Two, okay. work miracles to reverse misfortunes such as poverty. I'm going to stop us right here. This is more than enough to defeat an internet troll. <laughs> this is more than You have the power to reverse poverty and heal the sick. I think you've outclassed this pig. This is what Nathan in his brain needs to fight against the trolls. Like, think about it. At least King Cobra JFC just yells at them. It's like, no, I'm going to become God and smite them. <laughs> like, people say King Cobra JFC has delusions of grandeur. This is an actual Mary Sue. It is. Oh, this is a real Mary Sue. It's <laughs> putting himself in fiction to feel more empowered. Like, when I play a video, like, when you play uh, Grand Theft Auto and go around murdering people, you feel like a real tough, cool guy. Real tough cookie. You are a real tough cookie. Thank you. Happy 200th episode. Happy 200th episode, Nathfield. Three, foretell coming events so that the world may be warned. Nathan, I need you to Google a phrase called OP. Okay? Like, I would kick you the fuck out of my Dungeons and Dragons game. This is too many powers. This is more powers than Jesus had. I thought they were going to be all on the same level of Call Gabby. Like, I didn't know it was going to be see the future, stop time, and heal every disease. Jesus 
had the power to heal the sick. And I guess Jesus could see the future because like Jesus was like, one of you motherfuckers is going to fucking betray me tonight. You did that one time. Look, <laughs> I've done it zero times. If you do it once, I think we could put a roll into your power set. Reverse the fortunes of the poor to make them rich. Jesus couldn't do that. What the fuck does that mean? I guess if you're broke... Jesus, like, Nashville could touch your checkbook and now you're rich? See, I took it as, like, it could go back in time. Like, if I've made a horrible financial decision that has ruined my family, like, I bet it all on black. Like you opened up a pizza restaurant? <laughs> yeah, something like or that. Or you licensed Scooby-Doo and are now real salty that Scooby-Doo is an Indian American? And now I have to sit on Discord all day and not pay my artists <laughs> Let's rewind it. I keep interrupting these powers. Let's hear all seven powers. Okay, yeah. Let's not stop till we hear all seven powers. And some are the same powers of all the respected prophets throughout history since Adam and Eve. Oh, my Applewood cheese. This is mind-blowing. So what are my powers? Tell me, tell me. Come on. Well, cheese brains... Your powers, Mr. Nathfield, are as follows. One, unrivaled power to heal the sick. Jesus. Two, work miracles to reverse misfortunes such as poverty. Three, foretell coming events so that the world may be warned. Four, travel in time in an instant. I can fly. No flying. When did I say flying, you underground level attention span fuck? Just think of a place and you'll be there in a flash. Period. Oh, can I have laser eyes to BBQ pedophiles and cheese? The only thing I will barbecue is your Teletubby sausage. I don't know why Gabby's being <laughs> such a asshole about this. Gabby's like it's a huge bitch. Just... The power, you have, okay, the suit gives you the power to travel back in time and teleport to any location. Then Nathfield's like, can I fly with the suit? And Gabby's like, that's insane, you stupid <laughs> fuckstick asshole, jerk off pedophile creep. I'm going to burn your cock. And then I, I'm going to burn your cock. <laughs> Do you have the power to reverse people's financial fortunes, which is incredibly broad? You get the power to get your dad's approval with a single touch. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not go nuts. There's some things even the king of the Mulk universe can't fix. So, your final power is increasing extreme luck for a perfect day. The only destroyer of luck is an evil, envious eye. Only the one king of the Mulk universe can destroy that. And you must have so much light in your suit, powered by faith, to fight it. Rancho, I think this is only six powers, not seven. Well, seventh power was called Gabby, right? Power Let's one. Call. Power call. Okay. Let's list them all. Power Four. one, call Gabby. Power two, blow a trumpet that calls Gabby. Power three, heal the sick. Power four, reverse people's financial fortunes. Power five, instantly transmit yourself anywhere in time and space. And power six, super luck, but only if you're really, really good and don't kiss any boys. <laughs> oh my God, you're right. Isn't that, can you think of, can you think of the seventh power? And by the way, 
Two of those are the same power, just like I said earlier. No, I don't think I can't think of another power, though. I think it's totally six power. This whole episode is about the seven powers of the suit. God, our neighbor's going to be so fucking happy when we move. Oh, my God. I can't wait. I doubt you'll ever reach that level. But good luck increasing your luck. Finally, I can get lucky enough to win the lottery against all the old people. Oh, no way. I'm sorry. Fuck one old people. Okay, yes. Yeah, so, uh, one thing we're agreed on. Fuck boomers. No, no, no. I'm sorry. The seventh power is to see the future. Oh, that's a separate power? Oh, sorry, I forgot about that one. Well, we're the idiots. Yeah, I'm sorry, Nathfield. Nathfield, you got us. Nathfield, we respect you. <coughs> I mean, I can increase my luck to fight evil on Earth. Nathfield, you have a huge responsibility here on Earth. And not everything is a joke. It is war between good and evil. You are responsible to lead the people to the cubic square system. Put me in a cubic what? Gabby, what is happening? This is extremely loud and windy. The neighbors will petition me out. Gabby, stop! Nathfield, hurry! Fasten all your buttons! I have sounded the alarm for the angels in the sky, and for you, Nathfield, it is time. Time for what, Gabby? Your first mission, Nathfield. It is time to clean up the mess, one country after the other, starting with Canada. God, yes. Fuck <laughs> that sick shit. I'm so glad we're cleaning up this Shit, bitch of a country first. Canada. Fuck Ottawa in particular. There's like a hundred countries doing real bad stuff right now. There's someone. You lived in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> you talked about the secret police there. You're going to start with Canada? He has to. He can't talk about the secret police anymore or otherwise he can't go back. You, Nathan Masri, believe that the Chinese created COVID-19, but it was actually sarin gas. You're going to start with Canada. Nathan, I know for a fact you know the Russia invaded Ukraine. You're going to start with Canada, Nathan. You, Canada. Know, you know that he knows that. Why? Because you taught him that? Because he's talked about it on the Twitter. Oh. He's tweeting shit. He does a centrist shit where he's like, everybody's bad. Personally, I'd start with North Korea, but whatever. Also, the cubic what universe? Did you hear that? You gotta go to the cubic zubic universe. Okay, you see, Al Barak lives in the cubic zubic universe. Uh-huh. And Nathfield's suit, when picked up by the divine angels, not Gabby the angel, were picked up and carried to the cubic nupophones and touched by God. It was then brought back down to Earth where Nathfield intercepted it. However, Lucifer Kafers from hell saw that and are coming towards him to get the suit so now he needs to return to the cubic universe to uh refill his powers but you can just refill his powers by doing good works here on earth well fuck you i guess you're right fuck me wait a minute i had another stupid i think in the bible like angels don't have junk they're eunuchs right 
Angels don't have forms. They're like giant eyeballs, aren't they? I don't know. I, when I went to Catholic school, we just saw a lot of guys with wings and trumpets and robes. I, I mean, I remember that too. But what did you expect them to show you in Catholic school? And here's a San Miguel's gigantic swinging hard, hard cock. Of course you didn't see their cocks. No. What are you talking listen, about? Listen, I'm not talking about not seeing their cocks. Although, I listen, this one's on me. said that they don't I have genitals. I think that, the, but, uh, okay, I believe that angels don't have genitals. Based on what? I'm looking it up right now. Based on the fact that the angels you saw in Catholic boys' school didn't have erect penises. Do angels have genitals? This is from the Wikipedia page for angels. According to mainstream Christian theology, angels are holy spiritual beings and therefore do not eat, excrete, or have sex and have no gender. I think there's a thing where angels... They're like Ken doll smooth. And I think Nathan is equating having no genitals with being non-binary. I think, oh my God, if he, he is, that's my, that's way deeper of a cut than I thought Nathan was capable of. I don't know. That's a, that's a good reference, Nathan. For somebody who unironically put the lines Desperate Housewives of Beverly Hills into his podcast, this is a good reference. I just, I also, I think I remember there being like a joke in the Kevin Smith movie Dogma where like Chris Rock is an angel and he's like, I, I don't have a penis. <laughs> I think I remember, because that's just one of the things. It's like, that's one of the weird things about the Bible. It's like, I think they don't got dicks. I don't know. I feel like it's kind of funny that Gabby's insisting that Nathfield not refer to them as a gender then if... Angels biblically were like, we were all very careful not to draw them with dicks or vaginas. I'm just going to Google real quick. Do angels have dicks? Okay. Ah, here we go. JerryWDavis.com. He wrote an article called, Did the Fallen Angels Have Penises Before the Fall? Did the Fallen Angels Have Penis Eye? (laughs) Okay, here we go. According to Jerry W. Davis, who looks like he's some sort of biblical QAnon guy. Yeah, I always trust. I get all my news from websites with uh, header images that are of dragons. (laughs) 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 Oh, also the American flag. Yeah, but it's a broken upside down American flag. Okay, here we go. Important. The confirmation link was just emailed to you when you clicked subscribe. I did. I will not subscribe. I will not subscribe, Jerry. I've given you promotion on the show. That's enough. Okay, here we go. Jerry W. Davis writes, It's interesting that in Enoch, the angels who would eventually rebel against Yahuwah, Jehovah, I guess. Yahweh. Yahweh, thank you. Actually lusted after women. And although the words do not state it, those angels were almost certainly in their own created form not human form. So apparently the angels could desire sex with human females while in their natural form. It was sexual lust, writes Jerry W. Davis. For sure. The angels who were going to fall noted that they were fair, meaning that the angels desired human women for their beauty. Well, fuck you, Jerry. I don't believe you. Everything I've read says the angels were sexless. And also, you only capitalize angels sometimes. So I don't believe you. 
also these are fallen angels, so they're bad guy angels. Yeah. Which kind of even which proves even more that regular angels got no dicks. They got no dicks. I can't imagine much corruption here more than America. I mean Trudeau's time is up, but that's about it. Why here? What is even the mission, Gabby? Nathfield, you will know when you fasten all your buttons and have a little more faith. You are the chosen one, period. Act the part. Chin up high, stop whining, and remember who you are. You are the super cat, the only one cat. <laughs> No other cat but the Nathfield who will clean up this bitch of a world. Are you ready? Fuck yeah. Turn on the next episode of Stereos. Where are we going again? Love me. Feed me. Okay, well, I'm glad we're we're closing out this feel-good moment. (laughs) Wait, is it? Does this say Garfield Eats? Oh my god. Did he just chop it up? Holy like, shit, he has to recycle it. Yes! <laughs> he got all the stuff Garfield Because Nadfield wants to open up Nadfield Eats! That's where Garfield Eats would have been. I'm blizzard. to cut it out. I'm glad you put it back in there. It's it, good that Nathan didn't uh, employ another songwriter to write a new Nashville jingle. Well, this is the third episode and final episode of the Nashville podcast. <laughs> uh, this aired in February. It's been about three months, give or take a couple of days. Yeah, what the shit? I want more Nashville. I also want more Nashville. I also want more Nashville. Pig Bill was set up as the big threat in episode one. But now the big threat is Canada. <laughs> the big threat is Canada and or the Turks. Right. Exactly. The Persian Turks. The Turks and their and their devilish and their devilish lucky number fetishes. <laughs> Shit list. Number one, Justin Trudeau. Number two, Holy Roman Empire. <laughs> number three, sickos and gay Superman. I just why is Gabby like Gabby, just tell Nathan why you're starting with Canada. Just tell you're telling Nathan this was the info dumpiest episode ever. Like, just say, yeah, because Canada's because the pig's there. How about this? Because Pig Bill's in Canada. Yeah, that could have been that could have been it. I don't think Pig Bill was mentioned at all in this episode. Yeah, what happened to Pig Bill? Maybe they couldn't afford Pig Bill's voice actor anymore. All of episode one, Pig Bill is set up as the protagonist of episode two. In episode three, it's all about getting to the cubic Zubik universe. It's almost as if Nathan has spent all of his time creating little fantasy minute details as if like, imagine you get a toddler and you give him a notepad and you were like, hey, I want you to start a clothing line. They would probably spend all their time, I don't know, like drawing where, deciding where buttons would be on outfits and things and like picking colors and drawing shoes to go with stuff. They wouldn't like write a business plan or anything. They would just kind of do whatever aesthetically felt good to them right at the time and i think i have a feeling a similar thing's going on with Nathfield. i agree but i want more i want more of it so bad what the fuck can somebody message nathan and find out when the next episode's coming out because i'm sure it will be out soon yeah oh oh, yeah it's not like this person 
It's not like this person quickly abandons important concepts like that, uh, like that deodorant they had, or their Scooby Doo hamburgers, or their Garfield pizza, or their app that lets you buy l- licensed stuff, or their motivational speaking business. Everybody always forgets that one—the try ups, the fail ups, or whatever. Yeah, except or their GoFundMe for that documentary about the how Garfield was stolen from them. Oh yeah, I forgot about the documentary. This is not an all what I was expecting. Like, I knew that I didn't expect it to be funny and like, oh, yeah, no, it was terrible. I think these voice actors are actually doing the best they can with the work. Like, the script I was probably, like, written in blood and handed to them on toilet paper. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was going to say, the script sounded like it was written on a napkin. But other than that, no, I think the voice actors did a good job. Nathan hired someone to edit and produce this. I forget their name, but like I, their name was like earlier in one of the credits or something. It's like, they're not doing a bad job. Yeah, look, is it royalty free music? Yeah, but like, look, it sounds fine. There's sound effects. This thing needs sound effects because it's boring. I think that's a really good spin to put on it is some people got paid to produce that. That was the value that it added to the world. Hey. Not in the realm of entertainment, but some poor low-grade voice actor who's probably in college and hurting for work or work sounds like a fucking vet tech and just dreams of being a voice actor probably got paid $15 to read these lines. Well, we got something out of it, too. We got a very pleasant evening of listening to Nathfield. I had a lot of fun. Well, you and I have different definitions of fun, but that sure was enlightening. We listen to Nathfield, listeners. We listen to Nathfield, listeners. And actually, you've now listened to all of Nathfield, too. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Just subscribe to our show and we'll play Nathfield for you. Let's steal this guy's views and listen. Oh, my God. This is the essentially the uh, podcast version of just filming the TV. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, that is... I can't think of a better way to spend a 200th episode, and I can't think of a better cause to spend it with. Thank you, Rancha, for hanging hanging in there for 200 episodes with us. Thank you, listeners, for hanging in there for 200 episodes with us. That is it for our show. Next week, unless, wait, you know what? I got to stop saying what we're going to do next week, because next week a whole other thing might happen. But we do want it to listen. If you don't know who King Cobra is, I would just just go to YouTube, type in the best of King Cobra. Yeah, listen, listen, y'all. There's a drunk guy on YouTube. Look up King Cobra, J F S, I think, drunk, and it's it's just a balding 32 year old man who gets very heavily intoxicated on screen. I he's fascinating. I want to send him a gallon of vodka. He's this he's this crazy guy, and all he does is like yell and scream at the camera, and then people <laughs> send him alcohol. And then he'll drink the entire bottle of alcohol, like, live. He, like, wakes up drunk. He's always making, like, weird food where he'll, like, fry a bunch of Doritos and then put Chicken McNuggets in it. He was talking about something the other night. He was like, yeah, I'm cutting down on my drinking because if I drink this whole bottle, then I'll wake up tomorrow wanting alcohol in the morning and I won't have any. I was like, oh, that's why you want to cut down? It's because your DTs are becoming <laughs> too inconvenient for you to go to the store. It's the money. The problem is the money. 
the problem is he doesn't have the money to, to give himself the amount of alcohol his body craves. I'll sponsor this dude. I'll sponsor this guy's alcoholism. If he stays, it's funny. Oh, poor Puff. I hope Puff's okay. Anyways. People send this guy food, and then he screams at the people. And at the food delivery people, he's got a bearded dragon named Puff. <laughs> one of the videos you can hear the DoorDash delivery driver say he puts signs on the door that says don't knock I'm streaming but then the trolls said food to his house <laughs> you can hear the DoorDash driver say yeah the note said to ignore the sign <laughs> 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 ignore the sign and knock as loudly as possible <laughs> <laughs> it's and then he gets super upset, but then he also does eat the food. He's got this like weird symbiotic relationship where people are trolling him by keeping him alive and giving him the things he wants, and he hates them for it. I love King Cobra. All Rancho does should be like cleaning the bathroom. I walk in there, she's scrubbing the, the tub. And here you better not go live, boy. And I'm just here. No one understands what you just said. What did you just say? <laughs> you hear just the sounds of me scrubbing the tub, and then suddenly, you better not go live, boy. Is that Kid Cobra's dad? No, that's something they post in his chat. He gets, whenever people want him to do something, they'll say, you better not X, boy. <laughs> And then, and then of course he's say, yes. Of he's course. got what is that thing? You talked about defiance, oppositional defiance disorder. Yeah, he opposition. He's like, so people go there, post things like, "You better not drink that entire bottle of alcohol, boy." <laughs> and then it triggers it. Yes. He also sells magic wands. Yes. We will get. We'll go deeper into that in a future episode. We hope you've enjoyed this our two hundredth episode, our Nathfield celebration. Talk to you next time. Bye.